FYI, and I don't mean fake news, this podcast contains huge spoilers. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 232 of the podcast that goes snicked. I'm your host, Jason Venable, and I'm joined once again, straight from the Intercomics podcast, Mr. Dan Cole. Hey Dan. How's it it going? It's all good, it's all good. Oh, claws and stuff. All <laughs> <All> claws. <laughs> that reminds me of, um, of an old Simpsons episode where uh, Frank, little Frank Sinatra joins the middle school and um, he gets on to Lisa about something and she, she snaps at him and he's like, Ouch! Kitten has claws. Anyway... <laughs> 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 uh. Anyway, we're here to talk about Resurrection Week 5, which will um, focus primarily on Weapon X number 3, and then we'll give a little bit of, a little bit of dice on a X-Men Blue number 3 as well. Um, yeah. So, you ready to talk about some, some new X-Books again? Of course, always ready. Awesome, awesome. So, we will start off with Weapon X number 3. Which is by uh, Greg Pak, penciled by Greg Land and Ibrahim Roberson, inks by Jay Sh- Listen and Ibrahim Roberson, uh, colors by Frank Diamarda, letters by VCs Joe Caramagna, and the cover is by Land and Diamarda. And I don't know what do you, I really like this cover. What do you think about this cover? I, I quite enjoy it. Um, it reminds me of like sort of a nineties pulp action, female-led action film. If that makes sense. Right. Yeah. So basically, so we I'm, have I'm Domino pointing a gun at the camera, so to speak, and she looks great. Um, I mean, Domino is always kind of visually striking, anyway. And then um, she's shooting a gun, and coming out of the gun, and the smoke are our are our other Weapon X characters. And it's really interesting because the way that Lady Deathstrike's hand comes out, it almost looks like Domino's shooting like a Lady Deathstrike bullet. So it's kind of cool. I don't know. Mm. Very interesting. I think it just looks really good. Even like even the weird white eyes of Sabretooth. <laughs> I think it just looks really striking. Because the covers for this book have been really decent. Yeah. Um, throughout. I agree. I agree. All right. So, um, if you remember in this book, we're kind of collecting our team, so to speak. The new, I guess new, or newly newly activated Weapon X program is um, making their Weapon X soldiers based on uh, basically Terminators and mutant genes. Uh, they've been trying to collect tissue samples to make their new army to hunt down mutants. And that's, that's kind of all you need to know. Um, so we start off in Bend, Oregon, with Old Man Logan and Sabretooth just casually visiting a diner, uh, getting some donuts. 
kind of ribbing each other back and forth. Um, yeah, just enjoying their breakfast. But who shows up? Who crashes breakfast, Dan? Of course, it's the random bald eyeball things that are just randomly not very good at sniffing, it would say. Yeah. Or, as Wolverine would point out, they're sort of, is it they're down and behind glass? <laughs> yeah, downwind <laughs> behind no, glass. No, no one can smell them. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. But, um, yeah, they crash the party. Yeah, windows are fart-proof, um, in case you didn't know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And Sabertooth's having a nice little natter. And I love, uh, like, between the two of us. Um, but then Sabertooth decides, let's go buy some guns. Which is just a great idea. <laughs> like, who needs claws? Let's go get some bullets. Uh, yeah, and he makes fun of uh, Logan for being kind of paranoid. Um, and Logan wants to follow them immediately, but Sabertooth's like, no, no, we need to stock up. They go to the gun store. Um, he doesn't have the right paperwork, so he pulls out the green paperwork, which, you know, is pretty much how it goes in America, right? <laughs> America works. Yeah. <laughs> they get a bunch of guns, and they... I thought it was really interesting. Um, they point out that these cyborgs are trying to keep somewhat of a low profile because they can't fly because the, they set off the metal detector, so they're just going to rent, rent a car. And um, so our, ex, our Weapon X guys are going to follow them, but they go to rent their own car, but Logan's like, no, you had the gun idea. I got a different idea. Instead of just following them, let's go hack the GPS because all the rental cars have a GPS. And so they decide they're going to follow the Weapon X soldiers that way. And then we cut over to California. What's going on in California? Down the coast. Well, a very unsexualized um, <laughs> Domino is, is sailing. Sailing, she's enjoying water and then free diving to grab um, doubloons. Because right. obviously, in California, inside <laughs> little shells, there are doubloons everywhere. And then the yes. sort of bald cyborgs are there just waving their little hands, saying, Oh, our boat's all rubbish. But Domino kind of understands that something a little odd's going on. She's like, You know, you should just, just that way. And you'll be fine, kids. Right. And um, as she's just about to like dismiss them, um, they went. They go met all full on Medabot, essentially. Yeah. And all the hijinks ensue. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they get right down to business with their their lady Deathstrike claws, and you know I thought it was interesting because it looks like um, this is where we change art, right, with this scene. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And so, I thought it was interesting, a couple of things. You talked about how she was kind of oddly unsexualized, which, you know, we kind of had a, not a bet, but kind of on our radar to see what would happen when Domino showed up with Greg Land. And then he doesn't even draw her yet. But, um, but I did think it was interesting because, I mean, she's on a sailboat. She's in the water, right? Like, these are perfect opportunities for, like, super sexy poses, and they, they go around that, which I was really proud. I thought that was really cool. Is that, like yeah, that I, scene I where she pulls out of the water, 
like from the boat, like they could have easily like, you know, had water dripping down her cleavage and, you know, whatever. But they they stayed classy. I was pretty happy. I was very surprised. I thought it would just be like smut from beginning to end. <laughs> right. <laughs> and of course, our cyborgs look great again, and they're. They fight across the sailboats, and we see our Weapon X guys still casually snacking as they observe the battle, Um, you know, popping the popcorn. Of course, Domino, with her luck, pops up a machine gun and some grenades and just kind of goes to town on these guys. Um, I love how the guy who's monitoring is like, oh, (laughs) popcorn dribbling out of his mouth. And so the grenades don't blow up the soldiers, but what do they accomplish instead? They sink them, because yeah. all that metal, <laughs> they can't float. Right. I love how that's a floor, like, can't swim or anything, they just sink to the bottom of the, <laughs> the water, if you right. were. From the water. <laughs> yeah. Even, even that doesn't stop claws, which allow them to Yep, they sink like anchors. Uh, the Weapon X program's like, that's why we gotta give them flight, so they can fly out of the water. But then our old dudes show up, old man Logan and Pussycat Saber 2 show up with a rocket launcher, blow the boats up, and Domino's like, what the hell's going on? And so we're back to Greg Land. And um, even still, Domino looks very athletic, but no giant boobs. Like, she's jumping out of the boat, Shooting guns, grabbing claws, uh, grimacing. Kind of looks a little bit like a Halle Berry, but um, but no, nothing over-sexualized. And really good action. Like, I like the like ghost form as she's flipping out of the boat. Just a great little one-page splash, I thought. Yeah, it is really nice. I, it's just, it doesn't feel like, it is land, but it doesn't feel land. <laughs> right. um, I'm, just, I'm just waiting for the moment, the penny to drop. Right, but maybe it won't. Maybe he's gonna. I don't know. We'll see. But so they sink the the cyborgs for good, and the Weapon X guys initiate the self destruct sequence, and they blow up underwater. Which I don't know. You think they could have just gone and like dug them up, you know, later? But they decide no, cut the losses. Um, so is Domino happy to see Sabretooth? Not particularly. <laughs> Gun to the. F- to the folk kind of yeah happy yeah then we get our random panel where old man Logan looks like the guy from Gremlins <laughs> like once an issue there's a panel where Land draws him like an old Asian dude and this is the one um <laughs> it's a prerequisite for being on the book I guess I mean, so just have to have. <laughs> I guess so so um so Logan explains kind of what's going on, and Domino's like, um, not really championing the mutant cause right now, but I did just lose a bunch of gold, so why not? <laughs> as good as reason any, to be honest. Right. Um, it would seem good as motivation for her. And then we go back to the program, and I'm like, oh, the mutants, hunting mutants is ironic. It's bittersweet irony. It's a great plan, but it's time to step up our game. And what are they going to try to do next? A crossover. Um, is what they're, <laughs> they're 
I quite liked the ending. I thought it was quite a nice, like, we need the Hulk. Yeah. I thought it was quite a nice um, ending. I love the fact that uh, Amadeus does look quite youthful in Hulk mode. Yeah. I like Lan's, Lan's take. Yeah. No, I really enjoyed it. I'm actually looking forward to to the crossover. Um, I think it's a great idea. I mean, first of all, it kind of draws back right on the the Hulk Wolverine history. And, um, and of course, remember the, you know, the original, like way back in the day, like the uh, Department H, which all ties into Weapon X at some point, like, you know, one of Wolverine's first missions was to go track the Hulk down. So they would probably be aware of kind of that history. And so they'd probably think, yeah, the Hulk's a good weapon to get rid of mutants. So let's add him in the mix and... Yeah, I think it's I think it's pretty exciting. Um, so, what do you think of the art overall? Uh, just kind of as we go through. I, I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> I feel like I should say it's no. I feel weird saying this, but I really like it. I really like both artists do really well. Um, the action's really fun, and some of the big um, moments, like the one-page spread of her jumping with all the just really works and I think Land and Robinson are just just did a really good job and even like Land's character work he just makes well, he, the snarky comments that Sabretooth throws out or Wolverine throws out he always draws like the right face for it and it just really helps them all land you know what I mean I just yeah. I, I don't know he's just got a load of character and I, I really he put he, he's bringing the stuff that actually made me really like his work in the first place right for before before he um and tipped the ass, um, <laughs> right. he he no because he used to really do detailed character work yeah. and really go um far with like with set and see like sort of just talking scenes and stuff and I think he's bringing that back but he's also adding like decent action and obviously hats off to Robinson's making like the whole introduction of um. Uh, Domino just really works. It just looks gorgeous, and it's coloured so nicely as well, and inked really nicely. So it's right. like a sh- shiny Hollywood action movie. I quite like it. Visually. I also thought it was really cool. I don't. I'm not super familiar with Roberson's work, so I don't know if he always kind of. But you know, the art felt really seamless. Like the change wasn't super obvious, and no, so. No. I don't know if Roberson's like, oh, I'm going to kind of do my best Greg Land impersonation or if that's just what he always draws. But it worked really well together. And part of that, I think definitely Frank Diamarda, um, his colors throughout are super consistent and just really nice and vibrant. So that definitely gives a cohesive feel to the book. Um, but no, I, yeah, visually very pleasing. And like you said, very, almost kind of blockbustery, But... In a different way. You know, a lot of times you talk about, like, um, people kind of going widescreen in the comics or, like, like a Brian Hitch or whatever. This is a different kind of blockbuster art, but it still has that just action-packed, you know, James Bond, Fast and Furious, whatever type feel to it, which, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm a little surprised at how much I'm enjoying the visualization of the series so far because I really am. Exactly, and on top of that, um, Pac's doing just a great job of making it fun yes. and accessible. Like, um, 
his 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 Logan and Sabretooth double act is just could just be the book, and I wouldn't mind. Um, I wouldn't mind at all. Right. I think they're just hilarious together, and and he he has like distinct, much like what he did with Warpath. Um, Domino feels like a distinct person and character, even though she doesn't say too much. He's already like sort of characterised her in a quite an interesting way. There is some like clunky moments of describing her powers, but. You know, the conceit is there are scientists talking about it. But um, aside from that, I think it's just really well paced and just a great sort of a great fun romp is the best way to describe it, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. And the power part, he probably just took off the Wikipedia page again, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> You'd have to research that one. Yeah. <laughs> At least she's not randomly flying. Um, right. Just, uh, like everyone else. <laughs> So she flies around pretty yeah. good, though, jumping around those sailboats. That was pretty well, great. Some... Yeah, I didn't I didn't know. I actually didn't know. I've never really heard her power described other than she's just lucky. But the idea that she sort of has like a luck field or something makes more sense in my head. <laughs> it's like she alters probability her slightly as opposed to like just randomly lucky, like long shot. Right. Randomly lucky. <laughs> Yeah, you got to get lucky. Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, man. Uh, this was a book I wasn't sure about, but I'm really, really digging it. Um, what, what, you got anything else you want to say about it? I'm, I mean, I'm excited about the Hulk part. We talked about that a little bit already. Um, so do you read uh, Totally Awesome Hulk regularly? I love Totally Awesome Hulk. Okay. It's a shame that I think Azrael's just come off art, because his Totally Awesome Hulk was just gorgeous to look at. Yeah. But I really enjoy Totally Awesome Hulk, really do. Yeah. Um, I just really like Amadeus. I think he's a fun character. I know he's written a slightly differently here than he has done in the past, but I think that's because he's got the Hulk part of him now. Right. So he's a little bit more like arrogant and up his own, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But I really like Totally Awesome Hulk. I think it's going to be really fun to see them all interact with each other. I think so too. That's uh, it's a book I've kind of dipped in and out of for budgetary reasons, but whenever I read it, I always enjoy it. So I'm looking forward to it as well. Cool. Well, any other thoughts on Weapon X number three? Nothing other than I'm so surprised that I'm enjoying it because I generally <laughs> didn't. I thought this was gonna be like a meh kind of thing. <laughs> right. So it's turned out to be like one of the. I don't know if I'm even definitely one of the strong, for sure. Yes, yeah, definitely. In fact, the two books we're talking about today are definitely probably the two two biggest uh, hits for me from Resurrection. So, um, yep. with that said, what do you want to grade Weapon X number three? Um, It's not perfect, so I'm just going to give it five out of six, because I don't think it's truly there yet. Right. But I think once, once everyone's together, I think it, it might... I might hold, not hold back and actually give it full marks at some point. Wow, so. awesome. Well, I'm right there with you. I'm going to give Weapon X... That's okay. I'm going to give Weapon X number three five out of six claws as well. Um, yeah, I mean, I think... I'm with you. I think once like this all comes completely together and we, and we pull in the Hulk and some more bad guys and get the good guys kind of on the same page, I think it's going to be a great, just action-packed... You know, and right in time for summer, right? So it's just, everything about it is just kind of lining up perfectly. So a great, great book. Great, great book. 
All right, so X-Men Blue. We still don't have any more of our um, mystery Wolverine character, but, you know, we have some time, so we'll talk about it. Um, this is X-Men Blue number three, written by Colin Bunn, art by Jorge Molina and Ray Anthony Height, colors by Matt Mia, letters by uh, VC Joe Caramagna, and the cover is again by Art Adams and Peter Stiegelwald, and... We have our our X-Men blue team fighting some Sentinels on the cover. What do you think of this cover? All I can all I can think is that um Iceman's taking one out on his own and everyone else is teaming up against one. <laughs> They're clearly Iceman's better. I love it. I love the fact that they look like proper old school Sentinels just in different colours. Right. Um, the only thing is I have a gene or other telepaths or telekinetics fire beam. I always have this issue where it's like, no, that's not that doesn't make sense, but um, <laughs> like I just—it's like generic theme. You know right. What I mean? Yeah. I, I, I really like it. I think it's quite fun. Yeah. Um, it's a nice cover. Poor, yeah. Poor Hank getting knocked down, and they've changed the um, Xbox, Xbox, the box in the corner. Oh, just, yeah, just they heads did. Just little floating heads. Yeah, which I prefer slightly. <laughs> um, awesome. All right, so remember in this book, our young mutants are teaming up with Magneto. They're kind of his task force. And they go to save this girl at the end of the last issue, and she's surrounded by sentinels, but the sentinels are like, greetings, fellow mutants, which is weird. And so where do we pick up here? Well, we pick up with our young intrepid heroes kind of not doing so well against them. Um Nothing seems to be working, and Beast's trapped in a bubble. <laughs> and then we have like a gorgeous double-page spread of some Sentinels. One with a shield, which literally blew my mind when I saw it the first time. I was, of course, they should have shields. That makes perfect. Giant robots need shields. Yeah. And um, all's not what it's seen. No, something is amiss. Our new. We have this new mutant. Yeah, our new, our new. Um, after you, sorry. <laughs> no, no, good. Um, so we have this new mutant, and she's the one causing the destruction, and the Sentinels are trying to protect her because she just got her powers, and they're out of control. They look like kind of, I guess, lava e powers, kind of similar to maybe magma, I guess, or or Richter or whatever. But um, yeah, so the Sentinels are trying to help, which is weird, <laughs> and totally knocks the X Men for a loop. And so they take the X-Men and just, just just show them what they're trying to do. And for some unknown reason, the Blackbird seems sentient and decides to follow them. <laughs> um, which obviously pay off a little later. Right. And if you have a little bit of a conversation and she talks about how when they first arrived, they trained against uh, Sentinels. And we have a nice little flashback, which... Oh, the art is so good. The fact that the he puts in, they put in the blooms that. Um, oh, who is it? Did, did, did all new X Men? I totally forgot oh, his name. Eminen. Oh, Stuart Eminen. Yeah, he he usually puts light blooms in all the time in the background, so it was nice that they have like have little visual nods to the artist. Yeah. And then um, yeah, and then they arrive on a random, random island somewhere in the middle of nowhere. Essentially. Yeah. And what did what did they find on? said island they find a very nice and oddly welcoming bastion 
And of course, Bastion was, uh, you know, from this old Zero Tolerance crossover back in the 90s, was the Super Sentinel. He was a mix between Nimrod and Master Mold. Um, we get a little description here. But, you know, he was a white-haired Sentinel with the... <laughs> Iceman nails it. He's like, a Sentinel with a soul patch. I've seen it all. <laughs> but Bastion's Pretty like, much. I don't want to hunt mutants anymore. Mutants, um, you know, y'all are in trouble, and I need to help you guys. Y'all are an endangered species. So I'm going to bring you back from the brink. Um, you're welcome. But then Beast goes all uh, dream of electric sheep. He starts talking about robot directives, which I thought was a really interesting conversation, a really interesting turn of events. So what is, what is Beast's kind of theory? He's theorizing that um, robots will do anything to sort of carry on their programming. Um, in the case of some cleaning robot... It'll destroy stuff just so it can clean up. And in the case of mutant hunting sentinels, it'll save mutants so they can hunt them again. Right. Um, and I think that was really clever. Yes, um, I agree. So, and Gene goes full on, nope, that's not happening. <laughs> and then they have a bit of a tussle. Um, yeah. But I like how they ask, they ask Bastion, he's like, well, yeah, of course that's what I'm doing. <laughs> Peace, like, just ask him. <laughs> That's quite a clever little... And then um, we have Bastion basically just like, no, nope, this is not going to work. And uh, doesn't really fight back, just teleport, they all just teleport away. Yeah, yeah. I will say the art change in this book, a little more jarring than in Weapon X. Little, the style yeah. is very different. Um, yeah, the Sentinels leave. They're like, we don't want to fight. Well, maybe next time we can get along. And... Um, like, oh, we're stuck here. But then the Blackbird shows up. And then Jean and Scott have a moment where Jean's doubting herself and her leadership. But Scott's like, we'll follow you to the ends of the earth, Jean. Oh, <laughs> and he's just barfed in the background. <laughs> I thought it was sweet. Yeah, I thought so too. <laughs> uh, awesome. Well, what did you think of the art in this book? Um, I think it's just, it, it is a jarring change, but Melina, just some of the images that he's churning out, is just astonishing. Oh, it's great. Literally it's his, beautiful it's his best work. stuff, yeah. Uh, Melina and Amelia are just doing, like, the colors are just spot on, and everyone looks fantastic. And I like that height sort of, like, it is a really jarring change, but I think he still nails it as well. He, like, keeps... Um, everyone like Jean looking like a teenage girl and everyone's sort of on point as well and right. I think the action's got some really nice flow to it yeah I agree yeah, it's a great great looking book and I'm with you I really like the homage that Melina did to Eminem just kind of stylistically um, it even looks like that maybe um, he's uh, inking himself right and I think he may have even inked yeah those panels a little bit different to kind of give it that imminent kind of um, distinction in the shapes. I, I don't know. It was really interesting the way he did the, the flashback scene, but I agree. This book is just gorgeous. The scene with the Sentinels flying away and the Blackbirds like chasing them, like that whole page is just fantastic. And it's it really, really simple, is. right? Like it's just flying robots in a jet, but it still looks so amazing. And... 
the um scene hate height the height draws a little later where the X Men are sort of listening to the to Bastion say so I can destroy them and in the background all the Sentinels are just shadowed with the gleaming lights from them. It's just so sinister but works so well. I think and I generally, I generally think height might actually draw Beast a little better than Melina. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so but I just, I just think it just looks gorgeous, and Bun's doing a really good work, good, good job. The characters, the like different voices, and it seems just be really fun. Angel's not got much to do at the moment, but no. I'm hoping that he gets a little bit more. <laughs> but I, I, I think the story and the idea and the fact that it might feel they feel like they are going to be returning, like a returning villain. Yeah. Uh, which was a nice touch, and my favorite thing was I think it was Cyclops um, calling her Dark Phoenix at the end. <laughs> I thought that was a nice touch. <laughs> so, um. Yeah, it was pretty brave, actually. I I I would have kind of um I would have telepathically flinched when I said it, like, oh, please don't lash out at me, please don't fry my brain. Um. <laughs> but it just it just shows that how much like sort of trust in like family. It is to, to this group of right. Like, I don't feel like um, I'm probably not. I'm probably selling hopeless a little short. But in the last incarnation of All New X Men, I didn't feel like there was like oh Bendis. To be fair, I don't feel like there was like a a sense of family between them. Okay. Uh, they were just like a team, and there was certain groups mixed with other people. Well, but it didn't ever feel like the entire unit was a family because they were always quite fractured. They were always arguing about whether they should go back home or not. Right. And this book feels more like they've accepted sort of responsibility for their future. And um, Buns managed to in three issues. Buns managed to make me feel like they do feel like a family unit. Right. As opposed to like just a team of mutants. Um, saying that, I actually um, enjoyed Jim Gray number one. Um, so hope, I thought Hopeless did really well with just just Gene. Team Gene. Yeah, yeah. But, um, Which, um, based on your comments, I attributed you a grade of four out of six. I hope that's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I enjoy it. Um, I thought it was quite fun. I, I, I like the idea that the Phoenix is haunting her. <laughs> right, <laughs> that, that, that to me is the most interesting part. That yeah, back to this stuff. This is just great. This is this is X Men that I want. Yeah, I I feel like we're, you know, gold aside, we're kind of getting back to like some really good prime time X Men, which is making me very very happy because it's it's been a while. It's been a while since I could read my X Men books. Um. I totally forgot. I forgot. I forgot that gold existed. Just then. <laughs> 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 tell me. I'm sure I gave you some. Um, words on gold, but I've right. totally forgotten it. <laughs> I just wish that I kind of want someone to take over. Yeah, want someone else to take over. Yeah, me too. Me too. Um, um, maybe we can have like Colossus in this book or some like one of this book or something. Blue Cliff, like a more, nice. more, a more, ca- more oh. cast members join. Can you see Molina drawing Nightcrawler? That would but- be amazing. Yeah, no, it, oh, it'd be the, it's my dream. <laughs> my dream. Oh, man. That's great. Yeah, that'd be awesome. All right, well, any other thoughts on X-Men Blue? Apart from if you aren't reading it, you really should be. Yes, And you if you're should. reading Gold instead of this, you there's something wrong. <laughs> there's something wrong. Yeah, you picked the wrong book. Sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah, read. Both these books we talked about today, I think if you... 
are an X-Men fan at all or a Wolverine-type fan at all, these are both must-reads. Um, two, two of the better books really in my whole pull list right now. So pretty happy about that. It's always good when the stuff that I have chosen to do for the podcast is some of my favorite stuff because it doesn't always work out that way. But I'm really enjoying what we're getting for the most part from Resurrection right now. So I'm going to give X-Men Blue number three, uh, five out of six claws. What do you got, Dan? I think I'll join you with five out of six. Oh, it's so really sad. good. It's just, it's, it's <laughs> not, it's not, it's not just perfect yet. Right. Um, yeah. It seems good. And it's the only book that, it's the only comic that, that the X-Men comics, Ian's actually consistent with them. someone that never reads X-Men is actually reading it. So that's impressive. Awesome. So, I'm glad he's still go. liking it. That's really cool. So. All right. Well, uh, I guess we'll we'll keep it a little short today. A little bonus episode. Uh, any other closing thoughts on our resurrection books for week five? It was a good week. Is my yeah. closing statement. Yep. Me too. Great week. All right. Well, Dan, where can the people find you? Um, on the Inner Comics Podcast, which you can find on SoundCloud, on iTunes, on Twitter, uh, Inner Comics Pod, or Inner Comics Podcast. One of them will get you there. Um, right. I think that's everything we're on. We're on Facebook, I think. Who knows? Um, <laughs> I'm terrible at promoting, as everyone on your podcast already understands. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so, yeah. And you can find me at Gizmo151183 on Twitter, if you can be bothered. Very nice. Follow the podcast. Yeah, just follow the podcast. So I, think. Yeah. I had, yeah. you know, I had, I had something else. And I forgot what it is now. I was going to agree with you again from the last Intercomics podcast episode. You said something. I was like, "Yep, I'm on Team Dan." Now I forgot what it was. But anyway, <laughs> everyone can go listen to that episode and know that I'm on Team Dan. <laughs> Excellent. I don't know what I said, but yay. <laughs> But I didn't really enjoy your comment um, during the Secret Empire episode about how X-Men fans just have a tougher... Like, we're used to our characters going through more garbage. Yeah, so, pretty much. Yeah, so I, I thought that was a really valid point. Um, so, yeah, so go listen to Dan um, and their beautiful musings over across the pond at the Intercomics podcast. And um, always a great listen, great show. Um, of course, for the podcast that goes snicked, you can like the Facebook page. Twitter is at SnickCast. Um, if you want to check out show notes and stuff, it's at SnickCast.Podbean.com. And that's going to do it. So thanks again, Dan, for uh, making time to come back on. Um, really My appreciate pleasure. it. I know we were a little uh, compressed today because of schedules, but I really appreciate you taking the time to, to join us and talk about some more X-Men, some more resurrection. And um, we'll try to do it again next time. See you later. All right. Hugs and snicks, everybody. Bye-bye. And snacked.